0: Hello and welcome to the Retail Florist Podcast. I'm Kelsey Thompson and I'm a flower shop owner and marketer here to share insights and strategies to help you grow your business without burnout. Each episode will dive into real life tips to increase your profits and peace of mind. Are you ready to grow? Hello again, Kelsey Thompson here, back to share with and support my fellow retail florist. Today's episode is all about customer experience. And this is kind of a buzzword right now, and I am here for it. This is simply how customers perceive their interactions with your company and your brand. It encompasses everything from the quality of customer care to marketing, packaging, product use, services and reliability, and I'm just scratching the surface. Now, I don't wanna go down a rabbit hole of terms, so let's just boil it down to the experience your customers have when they interact with your store. That's a pretty big deal, right? And it's becoming even more so, I'd say. Post-pandemic, consumers are craving connection. They want a human touch, but they want it as conveniently as possible. They want to know the story behind your business, But they want you to keep it short and sweet, like Instagram bio short and sweet. They want a unique shopping experience, but one without barriers or confusion. So how can we, retail florists, create a positive customer experience without blowing the budget or a lot of time? I would say just by going back to the basics. In future episodes, we'll talk about marketing, phone sales, and your online presence. But today, we're going to focus on the in-store experience. I'm going to invite you to be a customer in your own store. Explore all the touch points in your store, the places your customers interact with your shop or staff. Really experience your shop as your consumers do. It'd be fun to grab a friend or two for this. It's always good to get another perspective. Like, literally do this. Park down the block and approach your shop. Is it well lit? Is the signage clean and clear? Is the storefront attractive or could your windows use washing and your stoop use some sweeping? And speaking of cleaning, how's your bathroom looking? Even if you don't have a public restroom, you know you have the occasional customer in there. Now this is all really simple stuff, but I will be the first to raise my hand and tell you that these are the things that I fall behind on the quickest. When you have 3 funerals to get out the door and a stack of bridal consultations, sweeping your front steps seems pretty low priority, but your funeral families and your brides and their mothers are coming in your front door and they are noticing. Okay so you're in the door, pretend you've never set foot in the store before. Where does your eye go first? Are there clearly defined shopping areas? Is your merchandise up off the floor and displayed neatly? Were you greeted promptly by a friendly staff member? So I don't know what your shop is, you know your market best, but the rule of thumb at my shop is to greet customers within 15 feet or 15 seconds of the front door. The 15 rule. We welcome them in and ask a leading question like, "Hello, what are you shopping for today? Or what can I help you find? I'd really recommend trying to avoid, can I help you? That's a yes or no question. What if they say no? Then it's just awkward and now you feel weird, or at least I do. So asking an open-ended question allows for better conversational flow. If I ask them what I can help them find and they say they're just looking, I transition into introducing myself and telling them one thing. This could be the special for the week It could be the fact that we just got in the coolest roses ever and they should be sure to take a peek in the cooler before they go. Or it could be an invitation to try a gourmet sample. Something to invite exploration and engagement. Then I let them know that I'll be checking on them in a bit and to reach out to me personally with any questions. And then I leave them to it for five to 10 minutes before bopping back in to see how they're doing. So why do I take this much time with my greeting. I want visitors to my shop to feel seen. I want them to feel welcome. Some people have absolutely no idea how to order flowers or how to buy a plant and it can be intimidating to do something for the first time. That's why I introduce myself and let customers know I look forward to helping them. To make this a little easier, consider getting your team name tags or cohesive staff shirts so that first-time visitors know who to look for we want to create a comfortable environment and remove any obstacles to our customers purchasing something. I'm not talking about actual obstacles, though of course we want our shop to be physically easy to navigate think about strollers and wheelchairs if you've got the space but I'm talking about things like being overwhelmed by too many choices or messy displays or not seeing the right mix of price points. Little things can cause a small annoyance or barrier to purchasing A large part of creating a great customer experience is making it as easy as possible to shop for what they need or didn't even know they needed. So one of the best ways to make shopping easier for your customers is great signage. Remember those customer touch points or interactions that we talked about? You want your customers to have lots of opportunities for interaction and no chance to be left hanging or uninformed. So signs can be marketing tools and bonus touch points. I like to think of signage as fulfilling one of three functions. Directional, educational, or promotional. Now directional signage is easy and pretty self-explanatory. Your store may be small enough that you don't need much beyond making sure your cash register is obvious. If you've got a larger space, can your customers easily find the display cooler or the plants or the gifts? A nice personal touch is a sign at the entrance. Use this as a bonus greeting to your customers, welcoming them to your store and thanking them for shopping local. Maybe you include a photo of your staff or yourself and a handwritten signature. Or you can use the entry sign as a map or waypoint that leads shoppers to other areas of your store. Now, you don't want to use this as a substitute for greeting people, but this is just, like I said, a bonus, or sometimes there's days when you're stuck on the phone and you can't get to people promptly, your sign is going to be kind of an extra little helper. So for example, in my shop, my entry sign serves to welcome guests and acts as a guide to our other signage throughout the store. So we've got heart icons, those are staff picks. Light bulb icons are informational guides and star icons are products that are on promotion. So this kind of gamifies the shopping experience a little and creates interaction between the customers and the store displays. To keep things short, I'll lump both the staff picks and info guides under the educational signage category. So each member of my team chose a product or service that they love and I bought cheap just floating 5x7 inch frames that hold a printed graphic and it shows a photo of the staff member, their name, and a short description of why they love that item. It also lists items that they would pair with their pick. So these signs cross-sell for us. Literally they are like my bonus employees and they cost me under 5 bucks. For example, one team member picked essential oils and wrote about her favorite oil blend and its benefits. She also described how she liked to make her own diffusers using reeds and dried florals. So those three scents that are in her blend are more prominently displayed in the oil section. And our oils are merchandised between our plug-in diffusers and our dried botanicals. So there's a plug-in diffuser running with that specific oil blend for customers to smell, and then a vase that she made with dried florals and that blend next to it. And then in our dried botanical section right next to it, a sign with a QR code that leads customers to a video where she shows how to mix the oils with a carrier oil and design their own custom dried diffuser. Now, wanna take a guess on our three best-selling oils? I'm sure you know. Now, I would love for this staff member to be able to spend time with each customer showing them how to blend oils and use our fun dried florals to create a custom diffuser, but that's just not possible. What was possible for us was to spend 35 minutes one day making two signs and a short video. If we greet customers in that section, we still engage with them and spark conversation. But if we're busy, we can ask if they've seen our fun video and then check back with them a bit later. And we're comfortable doing so because we know that our signs are gonna fill the gap. Signage has been a huge asset to our plant sales as well. Our plants have tags with their names and care tips on them, but we also have informational guides posted. A watering and light guide is handy for consumers and cuts down on questions for my staff. It empowers my customers to feel confident about choosing the right plant for their space. It removes the obstacle of lack of knowledge from their shopping experience. One of the QR code signs leads to our plant care blog, and then we have another sign with a link to a video where I show how to repot a plant and talk about how we offer repotting as a service. So the customer now knows that we provide services after a sale. It removes the obstacle of uncertainty from the shopping experience. A promotional sign in our plant section talks about our plant subscription and plant parent gift box, which is a care book, a water meter, a plant tray, and a watering can. So the actual gift box is displayed right next to it and this is the first item in our year long plant subscription. Most of my customers didn't know we even offered a plant subscription until they saw the sign. So these are just examples in my shop, but I'm sure there are areas in your own store where you can increase your signage to educate and inform your customers and cross-sell. So the next type of signage I want to touch on is point of purchase signage. This can be displayed next to your register and on the receipt. So is your store's return policy clearly displayed? not knowing if they can return items is another obstacle to purchase especially for new customers. What about your delivery areas? Newer customers may not even know that you deliver or how far. If you have a loyalty program or a referral program showcase that near your point of sale as well. Now the last type of signage and I'm using that word in air quotes right now comes after the sale. This may be a survey on the receipt Or a care card and packet of flower food that you send out with fresh flowers. Post-purchase communication is what will keep your customers happy and get them in the door again. So as you travel through your own store and have your pretend customer experience, take notes on any areas that you get stuck or are left wanting more. If you're having trouble getting into that mindset, maybe pretend you are secret shopping a competitor store. What little things would you text your best friend about? Another strategy is to start tracking customer questions and comments. So think about common questions you are asked. Those are the best places to start tweaking your displays or adding additional signage. This is what led us to our plant chart display. We were getting multiple questions a week about which plants were best for low-light situations. So once you've removed obstacles and made your customers' purchases easier, What can you level up in your store to make the shopping experience special? This is the fun part. For example, do your consumers know the proper way to burn a candle? Do they know that your wood signs are made locally or that the honey you sell is organic? Consider doing an in-store demo or a live social media video showcasing some of the topics you pinpoint as supporting a great experience. Now I really think florists have such an advantage here because we are creatively and seasonally driven. Flowers are tactile, they're beautiful, they smell good. The most beautiful store displays that I've ever seen are in flower shops. Use the front part of your store to display merchandise that moves quickly or is seasonal and this will make it easier to refresh that zone and keep things interesting for your repeat shoppers. When you are creating a display or store layout, Think of it as a full body experience or interactive art exhibit. Invite your customers to smell, touch, and taste. Having a guest book they can sign or something they can contribute to makes a shopping experience memorable. For example, we've done a selfie station with photo props. And at Christmas time, we've had hang tags that people can write their favorite memory on and hang on a tree. One year, we did candy canes that customers could pull off the tree and enjoy with a cup of hot cocoa while they shopped. So these are just little personal touches that your customers aren't getting just anywhere, but that humanize your brand and shop. They're things that make them smile and look forward to coming back again. Think about what you're doing well that you can level up and do even better. How can you make your customers feel seen and valued? These little things add up to a great customer experience and a great experience turns into repeat customers. In the next episode, I'll talk about six specific things that florists can do to increase customer attention and brand loyalty. Let's wow our customers with a great experience and then keep them coming back for more with great service and sales. It's a win win. Your action task this week is to do an in store experience audit. Be your own customer and walk through an entire purchase life cycle. From entering the store, to shopping, to purchasing, and maybe even making a return. How easy was it? Or recruit a friend to find a secret shopper for you. A gift card or a free bouquet is a reasonable trade for someone to spend 20 minutes in your store making good notes. If you like practical business tips and corny jokes, make sure to follow me on the socials at Petals and Profits. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook. I also host a free Facebook group, Marketing for Florists, where we share promotional ideas and social media content. I hope you found value in this episode. If so, please leave me a rating and review. I read every single one and appreciate you so much. Until next time, keep creating with profits and purpose in mind.